0: Welcome back once again to Spiritual Eye of the Spin. I am your host, Ryan Keyes, and this is a show where I help you help yourself. You may have heard that before. Thank you, Jerry Maguire. This is a show where we connect the dots on consciousness so that you can cut out all the crap and you can start building a better life so that when you look in the mirror, it is clear. And we're going to dive in today in a little bit of ways. We're going to talk about, is mental mind travel a thing? And will it help me when I start to lucid dream? Can I lucid dream? Is that a skill that I can learn? Well, if it is, we will cultivate it today and we will dive in and let's get to it. All right. So here we go. Thank you for being here. (laughs) I like to think sometimes that I'm here to help you cut out the middleman, but then I'm realizing I am the middleman. So I don't want to cut myself out of the picture so please listen subscribe and like leave a comment down below on shows you like to hear hopefully this show will be something that's interesting i came across this article in the new york post right and it was published i think on june 29th of 2021 and when i stopped to look at this thank you hannah Frischberg. human brains are capable of mental time travel study says is this true what the heck? I know I've been time traveling. I know that I've been portaling. We will do. We can do some um, meetups on portaling, and you can come to my Patreon, and we'll talk more about that. In fact, on Patreon, I have a whole section listed to just this very thing, interdimensional time travel through your perception. But she goes into this, and it says, the passage of time is all in our mind. Fourth dimension. Thank you so much, Kronos. And then it goes on to say that human brains independently measure episodic movement. And this is, this is a study. It's a French and Dutch study by some researchers that published it in the Journal of Neuroscience for all of those that would like to know. Um, it talks about that our brain possesses an internal and inherent flow of time and space. That's how we keep our kind of presence in the external world. I'm reminded by that phrase, in the world, but not of the world. So this neuroscientist named uh, Layla Reddy, she said that she's found evidence that the human mind can mentally travel through time and space. And she said it's hard to get evidence to conceptualize this, no shit. So, But she did say her team studied the brains of epileptics who were already... Uh, needed invasive treatment and electromicrodes or electrodes implanted in their brain. So I guess, thank goodness, people are already volunteering for this mental time travel. But the, it says, the patients have severe drug-resistant epilepsy and are awaiting surgery. So part of the post pre surgical procedure involved implanting electrodes in the brain to monitor seizure activities. Once the electrodes are inserted in the brain, we ask the patients that they're willing to participate in a short experiment for us. A little something for you, a little something for us. And then they said yes, apparently. And that's how we got into this. And then researchers found that participant brain cells or time cells fired at specific moments. Included in these moments were uh, external stimuli, suggesting that they were responding to an internal sense of sequencing. So the quote, let me read it just like she said it. I think a big question here is to ultimately understand how memories are encoded. Episodic memory in particular is the memory of what happened when and where time cells could provide the scaffolding for representing the when. and emerging evidence suggests that the same hippocampus neurons might also encode where and also what providing a broader framework of encoding memories so basically it's using memories and imagination to travel through time right so we have this idea and i like to do this with mirror work you can use the mirror as a looking glass, as a looking glass, because it's like what they say. When you look up to the stars, you're seeing a sky that's millions of years old. We, do we have proof of that? No, we don't, but we have theories. Trust the science. <laughs> First science that you have to trust that is science is survival the fittest, but that doesn't work for the majority of people. So let's back away back into theoretical science like evolution and other things. So missing links. We look up, we see a sky that has been sitting there for quote-unquote Imagine four million years, four billion years. So the, it's no longer there. The stars you see aren't there any longer, which makes me wonder if we are as well. <laughs> That's a whole nother topic. So I'm looking at a sky that doesn't exist, and it's still there so I can actually assume and actually presume and create ast- astronomical things and astronomy and, ast- and um, astrolog- uh, astrology, based on this uh, sky that doesn't exist anymore. So given that, we are already looking into the past to see our present. And then, so where's the future? <laughs> well, we could create it, right? So, and this also reminds me of my trippy DMT experiments with ayahuasca and my continual experiences with my light, which is the Pandora star or the Liba light bath, which is also another version, a little bit less. If you want to get any information on that, let me know. Um, I use light and sound to also sequence my mind into a situation where I'm in theta state to access different parallel worlds or pieces of time and space. This article supports that. Looking at the sky and astrology supports that. Looking at astronomy supports that, which is ironic that spiritual and science actually have more in common than we once might think. So if you are wanting to really just jump in, Do some mirror work. I've got a mirror work program. You can uh, email me if you'd like. The mirror shows a reflection. The reflection is an accumulation of past moments. The projection that you receive from the reflection is what you're doing when you're creating this present moment. Okay? So let's imagine you're getting ready to go out. You got a job interview or a hot date. You walk up there. You immediately judge yourself in the present moment, but you're also calculating and categorizing the past at the same time. So in theory, mentally, you're in both places. Then while you're getting ready, you're wondering through your mind's eye, what will they like? What should I wear? So you're actually traveling into the future trying to create a response or a result or an expectation. You feel me? So you know where we're going with this, right? So indirectly, we're traveling through time. Now, Can you do this in your sleep or can you do this with transcendental meditation? Can you do this with the Leba light or the Pandora star light or the Lucia light? Can you do this with ayahuasca and plant medicine? A hundred percent. I actually am going to share this. I experienced in ayahuasca and I've also experienced it in other times using things that are not a drug, but meditation or even through just sequential um, breathing. I went into plant medicine and altered my past and changed the future through awareness i didn't actually change the future per se but i went from my present moment in the plant medicine to my past self and created a link to pieces of my past that i had not become aware of until i had discussed it with other people like my mom to realize that an event that I'd never heard of before took place after I went back and altered the past in this transcendental experience. Huge. And that's why many of you who have been listening for a long time to other things, you may have heard Inspire Tribe or anybody else talk about the um, project Looking Glass. This is the same thing, right? You are a Looking Glass. You do have the ability, micro to macro, the principle of correspondence, as above, so below, as within, so without right? You want to speak to God, speak to yourself. You want to hear from God, listen to your body. You want to see what's going on in the world, what's going on within you. You will target and track. Is the, I always like to say this, is the earth round or flat? It's both. And there's evidence for both. And what do you do then? You've got a conundrum, right? There's evidence for both. There's enough evidence for both to convince both sides they're correct. But there's not irrefutable proof to to out um, either. Same with climate change, right? There's irrefutable proof that it is man-made and also not man-made. Irrefutable. Both sides have evidence. So how is that possible? How is the Mandela Effect possible? Are we time traveling at a high rate of speed constantly through our mind and soul? Are we even here in this experience? Or have we already passed? Did we die in 2012? (laughs) That's another topic, right? So one of the aspects that I believe that would be a good place to start for this um, consciously is mirror work. Unconsciously is through astral travel or lucid dreaming. You can't change the past in a way where it's cognitively going to alter the timeline today with in a way where you actually realize it concretely, but you can heal and shift and alter the past from your perception of this moment so effectively that it does change your the how your brain is showing up, how your neurons are being fired, how like this uh, research was saying the time cells are firing. You can alter the perception of the time cells in your in your brain, right in the hippocampus. So. Now you have that knowledge, and we're going to continue to dive into topics like this, right? This is an article, so I'm, I'm, I'm using this to stimulate your mind, because I want you to start understanding the principle of correspondence, right, through hermetics. And this is a huge principle in correspondence. Mirror work is a principle of correspondence. People are like, oh, you don't need to do mirror work. You do it every day anyway. If you don't need to do mirror work, take every mirror down from your house, don't do any selfies, and don't look at yourself. You're doing mirror work every moment, every day. Anytime you catch a glimpse of yourself, you're checking yourself. Now, which of the selves are you checking? The past self, the present self, or the future self? Right? Right? Now, once you understand locality, and once you understand how the fourth dimension and time and space work, and that you actually control fourth dimensional reality in the three-dimensional reality, because you, my friend, are not only correspondence, here we go, you're not only third dimension right now with four-dimensional thoughts and a fifth dimensional external, all of those dimensions are active inside of you right now, right? Think about it. Your heart is in the, your heart is not only 3D, but it's also 4D. It's also 5D. Right? You're a multidimensional being. And I know that like I I like to do my Merkaba meditations. I did a Merkaba meditation in uh, Joshua Tree before uh, the sound bath and UFO showed up. Took a picture of it posted a while back. Fantastic. It happens more regularly than it doesn't. So what happens when we start increasing these activities that we know or when we start punching up this awareness, right? It makes us more aware, more powerful, more present. And then we're able to shift realities. And we're able to merge our parallel selves into one reality. And when all the timelines awaken at 33%, look out, baby. That number 33 doesn't just mean it's a group that's against you. It means also 33 is the number of that... Percentage that once it wakes up across the board, wow, we're walking on sunshine. Well, I'm walking on sunshine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and and I'm talking about a couple different topics, but they're all tied to the same thing of this awakening concept of the principle of correspondence, right? So, I am the middleman at the moment, as you are the middleman between God and your body, as your body's the middleman between you and the past. Right? That's why your body can harbor things and bring things into incarnation without your conscious approval from the past, from pain and suffering that you haven't let go. It can bring disease in. Did you ever think about that? Your body's talking and getting information from the past because your mind's unchecked because you haven't practiced the principle of correspondence. All right, so we'll dive into hermetics if you want to do that. I've really been studying a lot of ancient texts and Gnosticism and all these things. really revs me up, right? I love to have natural law. I love to know the presence of... I know If I'm going to play a game, I want to know all the rules, right? So as we're moving past this New York Post article, um, we're going to dive into this. Thank you, Hannah Frischmurg. Human brains are capable of mental time travel, study says. And I see it. So I'm going to give you four techniques that you can use to achieve lucid dreaming. And this will help you in understanding this path. And then if you would like to join Patreon, I've got a lot of uh, dimensional uh, videos that are posted you can go back and listen to, right? I may put them on Vimeo or something like that if if you see that you want to do that. But there are groups. It's a group. I teach a class every Sunday on Patreon about these things and awakening. So lucid dreaming or astral travel or mirror work DMT lights, all these things are tools to help you facilitate the most important thing, being present, right? A lucid dream allows you to stretch your legs. It allows you to see beyond reality and understand the power you have in the present moment. So four techniques. Number one technique for lucid dreaming, the most important in anything that you do, even in any part of life, right? Mirror work, even if you're going into ayahuasca, Set and setting, set the intention, right? Set the intention. To do so, you just simply set an intention to have a lucid dream at any point in the day. You write a note to yourself. You write a note to your future self, just as you would say, I need to remember at 3 p.m. to go back to my house and walk my dog. You set a note. You set an intention. Put a post-it on, today I will lucid dream when I go to sleep. I will have a dream when I'm falling asleep tonight and I'm going to know that I'm dreaming. That's the first step. When you can wake up and you know that you're dreaming within the dream. So this is just the idea that you're simply reminding yourself and setting the tone. You're setting the intention to tell your brain what you want to do. You're learning how to control your brain even in the conscious and unconscious world. So you're setting a reminder, right? So you're setting a reminder. Number two, you're tapping into your senses before you go to sleep. Okay, this is why I like to use the light, the Leba light, Leba light bath, or the, or some other, or meditation, or using um, a quantum technique with, like, say, um, hemisonic sound, or I take one tone, like 417 megahertz. So I'm tapping into my senses, right? So when I get into bed and I close my eyes, I'm going to focus on a color or an image or a space that I can see behind my eyelids. Now, when you close your eyes in the dark, you do see colors. I often see auras and shapes and fields. And one thing I like to do is I like to have my, my eyes closed in the dark and I like to pass my hand over my eyes and test the alter color that I see. I alter the colors with frequency. And then I think I, I send energy to my hands and push and pull the energy above my field. And you can see it with your eyes closed, Right. So I do this and then I can also move down my body. I cycle through sensations, even like just touching your shoulders, follow your breath, follow your the blood through your body. Draw attention to the physical self, right? Retain your awareness, even when you move into the unconscious place of sleep. And it's important that you do this five minutes before you follow through, before you fall asleep, right? The third is to anticipate being lucid, right? Because um, I don't want you to get scared and have a sudden, like you're in the middle of a dream, you're Pirates of the Caribbean, or you're like you're having a passionate love session with something, and then suddenly you're like, <gasps> I'm awake, I'm here, I'm what? I don't want you to get dream shock, right? So I want you to anticipate this so you don't wake yourself up out of the dream because a huge roadblock is that once you really actually you achieve the lucid dream, that you wake up, right? When you see something like crazy, like a dinosaur, you're like, that can't be real. So then you pull yourselves back into the waking body or to the conscious body. So I want you to be in the dream and to embrace it fully. So if you start to fly, I want you to go with it. And you realize you're flying. You realize you're in this like complete fantasy world. And I want you to accept that, that you're jumping into the place and that you remain calm in order not to Pull yourself out of the dream. Like, oh my God, look at that dinosaur. That can't be real. I can't be, this can't be happening. So be more agreeable, right? And then fourth, here's the fourth. Important. When you are waking up, five minutes before and five minutes after you wake up. Very important, very pivotal. I want you to stay still with your eyes closed and wake up. Slowly. Even if the alarm goes off, I don't want you to jump out of bed. If it startles you, I want you to sit there, try to drown the alarm out for at least 60 seconds. Imagine that you're hitting snooze inside. Right? So this way you can recall the vividness of the dream. You can recall it. And I want you to also keep a little something to write on. It doesn't have to be a journal. It doesn't have to be a diary. You're not, you know, it's not Anne Frank style just a piece of paper, a post-it with a pen, and write down colors and the main things, the theme, right? And you can do more as you go forward. But I don't want you to... to uh, in, in, I'll, we'll give you one tip. If you've got an 8 a.m. business meeting that you have to get to, do not set your intention to lucid dream the day before and the night of. This is You want to have room, right, to really get to know this skill, right? This is life altering, right? Like you don't want to, you don't want to do ayahuasca the night before you have, uh, you got to go to a job interview. You know what I mean, (laughs) so you want to be in a state of physical bliss to be able to enjoy this space. You want to, because you also don't want, you're not rushing. You don't want to rush this, right? You want to enjoy this. This is you're you're rekindling a gift that you have of teleportation and creating portals and traveling through time and space right and then you start to realize that you you know this is before we do astral travel we'll do astral travel at a different time but this is lucid dreaming is the, is the is the is not the apex but it's the beginning right and remember any physical movement so when you wake up don't move stay eyes closed and don't move just let your mind be present because any physical move brings you to the conscious body and you want to do this for at least 90 seconds So give yourself that time to just relax and see what comes through. And then slowly when you get up, write it down in that semi-conscious state, right? So this is what I would like to send to you today on how we can look at things from a different place so that we can begin to expand your consciousness and so we can begin to also explore techniques, not just listen I don't want to just be the middleman. I'm also your coach. I'm helping you connect the dots so you can do it yourself. You know what I mean? So this is going to be a really fun exercise for you. I'm really excited to hear some comments. So please follow me on social media. And if you're not part of the Patreon family, go over there. It's just for a cup of coffee. You can get even more conscious, right? You can follow me on Instagram and you can follow me on YouTube. I am Ryan Keys, the Upbeat Buddha. The Upbeat Buddha is because I'm always laughing. I'm always in alignment with a high vibe and I like to stay there because I like to, It's I, I. it takes work, right? It takes work to be happy, but it takes less work to be happy than it does to be unhappy. To be sad and to be stuck in sadness takes a lot of vibration, a lot of work. So I'm trying to show you how to do things differently. So time travel, mirror work, lights, lucid lights, all these cool tools that you can use to develop a conscious relationship with the unconscious world is what we're working on today. If you want to tie, uh, to dial into more of these topics, leave a comment and let me know. Send a direct message at info at ryankeys.com. And if you want to book a session, you know where to find me. Go to ryankeys.com or my social media sites. Peace, light, and love, and I will see you soon. Have a beautiful, beautiful afternoon as we leave plant a seed today and say that you love somebody. Don't be afraid. That love, that four-letter word, it's not like saying the F word. Use it more. Use it all the time. I love you. Peace, light, and love.